You are listening to New Life the Fort. We pray that this season, you take possession of every good gift God has prepared for you. Deuteronomy 1, 6 to 8. We began the year with this. We will end the year with this. Deuteronomy 1, 6 to 8 in the voice says, The Eternal, our true God, spoke to us back in Oreb. He told us, you've stayed long enough at this mountain. You've stayed long enough in your comfort zone. You've stayed long enough wallowing in self-pity. You've stayed long enough in disappointments because God has got appointments for you. You've stayed long enough feeling miserable. You've, You've stayed long enough feeling sick in your body. Healing has come and it is for you to possess. You've stayed too long with conflict. Peace is there for you. You have stayed too long. Break camp and head up. I love that. Because God didn't just say head out. He said head up. The only direction that you and I are going, our trajectory in Christ is always up. Upwards and onwards. Break camp and head up into the Amorite highlands, into the territories of all their neighbors, into the arid valley, the hills, the lowlands, the southern desert, and the Mediterranean seacoast. Go into the land of the Canaanites, as far north as Lebanon, and all the way east to the great Euphrates River. Look! God doesn't want us to stop looking. Because when we begin to see, not just with our physical eyes, but with the eyes of our heart, it will cause us to believe. It will cause us to see that what may seem impossible in the natural is not impossible for a great and awesome God who says, look. And what is he saying? Look, I have brought you right to the edge of the land. It's the edge of 2017. We're right at the edge going into 2018. You and I cannot sit on our hands. We need to be aggressive as we cross over into 2018. Look, I have brought you right to the edge of the land that I, the Eternal, swore I'd give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and and to their descendants after them. Go in! Church, it's time to go in! Don't just take one step and go, okay, I'm in. No, you're not. If you're going to be in, be in fully. And that means taking your other foot and bringing it now into where you are going. Into the possession that God first said is yours. Go in and take possession of it. Go in. This is not taking possession. This is taking possession. You are saying, this is mine. This is mine. Will there be challenges? Yes. Will there be giants? Yes. But God says, I am with you. I am for you. The battle is not yours. It is mine. Just follow my lead. Go in and take possession of it. Church. This is a season of possession, not a year. Because possessing does not end because the year has ended. Possessing will continue into our 2018 and 2019 and 2020. We will continue to possess until we have possessed all 
that God has made ready for us. All of it. So, Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you. We thank you with grateful hearts that we have been able to step into big and small things this year. That you have been ever faithful and ever true to the words and promises that you have released. We thank you that we are a people that as we continue to see Jesus, we are not swayed by what we see in the natural. We will not draw back. We will press forward into what you have for us. We will keep on moving forward and moving on into your plans and purposes. I thank you for every single person present this morning, man, woman, and child, that you have something that you want to release into their lives that will propel them into 2018. But since this year is not yet over, until the clock strikes 12 midnight, we will continue to believe you for greater that we will see with our eyes, we will hear with our ears, we will touch with our very hands the greater that you have in store for us today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. You know, it's burned in our hearts all of December, basically, that God just spoke that he's going to do greater. And our son told us this yesterday. We were on our way home, and he goes, Mom, God's going to do something great, isn't he? It's going to be big. I said, yes, he will. And he goes, what is it? I said, I don't know. Because it doesn't matter. At the right time, I will know. I'll know it when it comes that this is the great thing that God was getting ready for me and for my family. And not just for me and my family, but for this church. I believe great things for this church. And you are the church. So we're expecting great things for you. You know, continue to say, Lord, I don't know what it is but I'm going to see it. Before this year ends, I'm going to see it so that I can step into it and I can say, that's mine. You know, sometimes we get so fixated on the things that we don't see or the things that we don't think we have. And for a lot of us, we were like, well, at the beginning of the year, this is what I wanted to possess. But at the same time, maybe what you didn't realize is that God was actually giving you even things you may, you may have never even muttered out of your mouth. Things that you just maybe desired in your heart. And they could be things that you're like, well, that's not, you know, that's just a small thing to God and I don't really want to ask, so it's okay. It's, it's unimportant. If it concerns you, it concerns God. And God wants to give you your heart's desires. Sometimes we say, this is what I want. But it may not necessarily be the right thing at the right time for you, but God knows exactly what you need for you to step into the possession that he has for you. Oh, but this is going to help me step in. Wait, are you smarter than God? I want what God wants. And if you look back at the beginning of the year, God has never failed you. Take a look at all the small things he has done. We're always just wanting the big, the spectacular. But look at all the small things that he has done leading you up to this very moment. Because little by little makes much. And in fact, if you look at all the little things, they probably will outweigh the big thing that you think you want. But God has allowed each and every one of us to possess something. And what I believe is the main thing he wanted us to possess was him him first 
Because when you have him, you have everything that comes with him. That we all grow in our knowledge of him. That we grow in our relationship with him. That we deepen in our intimacy with him. That we're not swayed by the things that we may not have physically at that moment. But because we know that we have him sure and secure in our heart. We know that that thing will come. It will manifest. In fact, I believe that your believing is even greater right now than it was when you began the year. And your believing is even greater than 2016. It's much bigger. There are more quote-unquote impossibilities that you're believing God for. Well, God specializes in impossibilities. And he wants to show up and showcase himself for you. But God is the one that said, I brought you right to the edge. What are you looking at, church? If you're looking at the land that lies before you that seems so great, you know what? Turn your eyes to Jesus, to the one who is far greater. To the one who already gives you the victory. That's the reason why we can go in to possess. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, verse 12, in the voice translation. It says, I'm not yet there, nor have I become perfect, but I'm charging on. See, a charging on is, it not, is not something that's just, oh, maybe I'm just going to walk in. And, no, something that someone that's charging on is aggressive in their approach. They're going to lay hold of something. They're not going to allow anybody to take them out or distract them, but they're going to lay hold of everything that has been spoken to them. I charge on to gain anything and everything that the anointed one Jesus has in store for me. I charge on. I want everything and anything that he has for me. Then it goes on to say, and nothing. Say nothing. And nothing will stand in my way. Nothing will stand in my way as I charge on to lay hold of, to possess what he has for me. Why? Because he has grabbed me and won't let go of me. That's why I'm so confident. That's why I'm so sure. That's why I'm so bold. Because Jesus has his hold on me and will not let me go. I said this in the first service, and I just love this picture. Jesus has you in the palm of his hand, and he won't let you go, which means his hand is closed over you. And there's nothing strong enough to break his grip. But you know that the Father's hands are above Jesus's, and they both hold us in their hands there's nothing stronger than him so when a challenge comes or a giant comes god gives him the one-two punch because you are right there in the midst and anybody that's trying to mess with you now messes with him and if he's got his hold on me then i'm going to continue to hold on him and what is he going to do punch the person or not the person the spirit not the Holy Spirit, the evil spirits. Your challenges, your enemies, right in the face. 
and they will have to go down. God doesn't even have to really punch. He just needs to flick. But he holds you in his hand. And that's why we can believe for something so great and so awesome. But you know that in our believing, this is a thanksgiving service. And our, in, in our believing, it's important, it's necessary that we praise and we worship. It's necessary that we thank God. We thank God for what has been, but we thank God for what will be. We stand in the middle of what he has done and what will be. But our eyes are what on ahead, not behind. We just thank him and praise him for that. But you see that thanksgiving comes from a heart that is so full of having received what God has poured out. And what has God poured out into our hearts? The Holy Spirit, which showcases the love of God. Jesus himself is our possession. When Paul talked about not looking back, his eyes on the prize, he was looking to Jesus, not on the things that he would gain. Those, all of those things were inevitable as his eyes were on the prize, Jesus. We say this all the time in this church. When you have Jesus, you have everything. And it's not just a saying, it's something we really believe because we know that Jesus has the best in mind for us. The best in mind. And he willingly laid down his life so that we could have the best that God could offer. And what was that? His son. And all of heaven backs up that decision. And that's what he freely gives to you and me. But in this place, it was so in my heart, and I was telling Pastor Alvin about this, I want us to so end the year with praise and thanksgiving, but ultimately worship. Worship to a God who has been so, so, so good. He has been good. It cannot be denied. Even if you feel, well, I haven't gotten it all, he still has been good. And his goodness will not fail. His goodness will continue. But so will our thanksgiving and so will our praise. I said this earlier, this is the day that the Lord has made. We choose to rejoice. What are we doing? We are going back to where we first were so full of joy. And when was that? When we came face to face with a Savior that loves us the way we are. But because he loves us so much, we couldn't remain the same. We, beca we became more and more like him. This is the day that the Lord has made. It is the only day that you and I have to live. This is the only moment you and I have. The hours ahead have not yet come. We have not even stepped into it yet, but we are moving towards that. But this moment is all you and I have. This moment where we can be loved on by our Heavenly Father and our wonderful, beautiful Savior. This moment where we can respond as we rejoice, as we sing, as we dance, as we clap our hands, as we just close our eyes and just bask in His beauty and His loveliness. This moment, we will rejoice and be glad in it. You know that joy, joy is not a feeling. 
It's a force on the inside of you. It's a strength that comes from his very spirit in you, giving you a stability when there are storms raging around you, even as this year is ending. But it brings such a stability and calm to your being that you say, you know what? I will not be moved. But I will move towards what God has for me. Psalm. Psalm 100. 1 to 5 in the New Living Translation says, Shout with joy to the Lord. When you release that force out of your mouth, darkness has to flee. We are not a quiet church. We are not quiet believers. We refuse to stay silent in the midst of a challenge. But we begin to declare who our God is, who our Jesus is, and what he has done. The victory that he has won. And so we shout with joy. We shout with joy unto God. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Whether you're in tune or out of tune. God loves your voice. I, I, I like this picture that I had heard once, even as a child. It said that God tells all the angels, Shh, my son or my daughter is singing to me right now. Even if you think you're out of tune, it is the most beautiful sound to the Father. Come before him with singing. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. The Lord is good and his faithfulness continues to each generation. To you, to your children, to your children's children, to your children's children's children, to their children. His faithfulness will continue. Why? Because he loves you so. Because he is so, so good. He is so, so good. You know that in his goodness, when he showcases or he manifests, demonstrates his goodness to you, you and I have a testimony to proclaim. We begin to speak, God has been good to me in this area. And what happens? It becomes a prophecy for someone else. If God was so good to them and he loves them, he loves me the same way, then he will be good to me too. So your testimonies are important. We want to hear about what God has done. Don't think of, the, of it being so small that it's insignificant. Nothing is insignificant. There may be one person that needs to hear how good God has been in your life. But you don't know the impact that that one person will have once he or she has heard of how good God has been to you. And when they start to believe it, they'll start to walk in it. First Chronicles 16, 23 to 24. It says, let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Each day 
I love this. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. God's salvation isn't just about going to heaven. God's salvation is about bringing heaven to the earth. It's about bringing healing and wholeness to a sick and broken body. It's about bringing peace to a conflicted mind. It's about bringing restoration where there were broken relationships. It's about taking you out of the mess, maybe of your own doing, to bring a message of his favor and his grace and his goodness to a world that needs to hear it. Each day, there is something to praise and thank God for. Each day. Oh, but this was such a bad day. I guarantee you, you can find one thing to be thankful for. You're alive, aren't you? You're breathing, aren't you? You're sitting here today, aren't you? So that challenge did not take you out. What you thought may have taken you out at the beginning of the year, you're still standing. You have the last laugh. Each day, proclaim the good news. What is this good news? This good news about Jesus Christ. This good news that he gave his life, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again to life. This good news that he brought healing and wholeness. Everything of heaven was made available to you and me so that we can walk in it into our divine destiny. This good news that it's not about our works. This good news that he loved us while we were of no use to him. That he willingly and freely gave all he had just so that he could say, you are now his. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Give the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. What offering do you and I have? The fruit of our lips giving thanks. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise. Just saying, Lord, here I am. And I'm going to worship you today. I may not feel like it, but I know you have been good to me. And the moment you begin to do that and you begin to open up your mouth and you just begin to thank God, it begins to begin, bubble over. Lord, there's actually so much more. And what happens? Your eyes are open to the reality that God has been good. And he hasn't failed you and he hasn't forgotten about you. He has you in mind. Verse 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. His faithful love endures forever. As we declare that God is good. Romans 5, 1 to 5 in the message paraphrase. It says, By entering through faith, by believing into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him and make us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, 
out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Amen. As we end this year, we will continue to praise. We will continue to worship. We are just going to open up our hearts to the Father who has been so, so good and continue to expect that his goodness has no end because he will not fail. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media, or visit us at newlifethefort.com.